Okay, so there are many scientists who have concluded, and if they haven't concluded, they have at least proposed that what they have found in their studies of human DNA is that not all of it is human. Not all of it is linear. It, it doesn't line up with a lot of what history has told us or with what a lot of other people have concluded about human history. And so it really drives the question, where exactly did we as humans originate? And are we, I mean, there have been proposals that we may have actually been aliens that are, we are the aliens that have inhabited this planet, right? So at over four and a half billion years old, and possibly much older, the earth has been home to millions of unique and beautiful creatures, right? But the question then becomes, where did we come from? Because while it appears that modern humans are a relatively late entry into the sort of marathon of, of blood-based karmic rebirth cycles, there's a lot of speculation about when Homo sapiens emerged as the primary two-legged leaders of planet Earth, right? So I just want to quote something very quickly from Thomas Huxley, who's very well respected. He said, if then, said I, the question is put to me, would I rather have a miserable ape for a grandfather or a man highly endowed by nature and possessed of great means of influence and yet who employs these faculties and that influence for the mere purpose of introducing ridicule into a grave scientific discussion, I unhesitatingly affirm my preference for the ape. Right? So... According to recent findings, the original hominides emerged, or arrived, I guess you could say, on planet Earth between 5 and 7 million years ago in what we now know as Africa, when a handful of mature apes felt it was high time to begin walking upright, right? And so, as humans, I mean, we're humanoids, right? We're members of the homin... Hom sorry. Hominidae. There's a little bit of a tongue twister, which includes great apes, gorillas, chimpanzees, and human beings, right? So a hominine is a member of the tribe Hominine, which includes gorillas, chimps, humans, and all that, right? And so a hominine is specific to the family Hominini, which excludes all the other Hominidae except chimps and humans, right? So our ancient hominid cousins who evolved into Homo from the genus Australopithecus may have appeared as late as two to three million years ago. But it wasn't until around 200,000 years ago that modern humans took a cue from Homo erectus, the upright man, and became the dominant hominid species here on Earth, right? And while their journeys began in Africa, these hominids quickly moved towards Asia, Europe, Scandinavia, and then eventually the rest of the world, right? So the question then becomes what did modern humans evolve from, right? So if we look at Darwinian evolution, humans evolved through a long process that began with their ancient ancestors, the earliest primates, right? And most scientists believe that the genus Homo eventually extended itself to its offspring known as Homo sapiens, distinct from the great apes, right? That's what differentiates us between the apes. This means that at one point, two unique ancestral lineages emerged, most likely from one genus and initially from one species, right? And so the question then is, how did this come to be? 
because according to very widely accepted and respected beliefs, human beings and their language gradually evolved. So with interbreeding among all the hominins, trees of bipedal beings emerged, right? So keep in mind that while all hominins, modern humans are hominids, very few hominids are hominins. There's a difference, believe it or not. All right, so some of today's religious fanatics believe that the earth is much younger than four and a half billion years and that no terrestrial earth resident rocks have been proven to be any older than a few hundred thousand years, if that, which is a little bit ridiculous if you ask me, but anyways, I'm not trying to disrespect any religion. All estimates for man and planet, they say, stem from approximation, which is neither precise nor relevant. So... On a side note, very quickly, while it appears that Homo sapiens have come a long way, human consciousness and awareness are still kind of works in progress, at least to today's society, right? So modern humans are unique because we conquered four primary evolutionary hurdles. Number one, terrestrial living on the ground versus trees. Number two, changing physical movement from quadrupedal to bipedal. And number three, developing a large brain. And number four, forming tribes, cultures, and civilizations, right? So, with all of these abilities in, in our arsenal, if you will, Homo, sa or Homo sapiens were able to claim their right to be masters of, uh, of the dominion of Earth, right? And so, the next question is then this. This is where it gets interesting. Did humans come from other planets, right? So, there is a proposal called the Panspermia Proposal, and this theory states that comets, rocks, meteorites, and other heavenly bodies, all speeding through space, transported bacteria and other DNA to Earth, and throughout all the galaxies and universes throughout space-time, right? And some actually say, some scientists say that Mars is the likely location of Earth's first infusion of life from other planets, right? Then the next proposal is alien engineering, right? So long ago, possibly during the prehistoric eras, alien visitors traveled to Earth and educated a variety of our cultures on science, biology, infrastructure, and leadership to kind of kickstart the life for humanoids, right? And the interesting thing about that is there's been so many scriptures, right? And I'm not going to get into that because I, I, I will and I already have in, in many previous episodes about that. But it's very interesting to look at ancient civilizations and, and, and kind of look at them in awe and think, holy crap, like how did they know so much? How did they more, know more than or understand more or accept more things of consciousness and awakening and enlightenment than we do in today's modern day, right? Whereas today we're more focused on literal materialistic things, right? And some even suggest that these aliens are the same beings who became the mythic figureheads of a, of a variety of our most popular religions, right? Which could certainly be the case. I really wouldn't rule that out. Next is the Starseed Experiment. So many believe that humans came from other planets and even universes and continue to do so, thereby seeding our planet with unique DNA from a variety of interplanetary species, which, again, logically would fall in line with, the with many scientists who have admitted that a lot of our DNA is not our own, right? And so consider these possible types of alien visitors, the Syrian, Pleiadian, uh, Arcturian, Andromedian, Starseed, Indigo, Crystal, Rainbow, uh, Lightworker, Orion, Maldek, Lemurian, Atlantean, Avian, Reptilian, and others. And each of these has a unique origin and a variety of unique characteristics, 
right? So the then there's the Miller-Urey experiment. And so since electric sparks can turn water, ammonia, hydrogen, and methane into amino acids and sugars, it might be possible that life on Earth was initiated by bolts of lightning. And where this theory becomes otherworldly is when you consider that, they, that this may have been the first tactic used by living beings from other worlds to bring life to Earth. That one I'm not so sure about. I don't know enough about to comment on, right? And then we have the deep sea vents. It's possible that deep sea vents may have spewed enough hydrogen-rich molecules and mineral catalysts to stimulate critical pre-life reactions, right? And alien species may have had the forethought to utilize these vents to birth new life forms from a distance, right? Then there's the buried under ice caps. And so some extraterrestrial theorists believe that life on Earth began when several extraterrestrial alliances secretly deposited their offspring and other experiments in the deep waters under the Arctic and the Antarctic caps. And since ice may have covered Earth's oceans roughly 3 billion years ago, aliens may have been living here for a very long time. But again, you have to define the term alien. It could mean one thing, could mean many. So, and then we have consciousness transmutation. So as other planets and galaxies began to intuit Earth's potential, they utilized ancient techniques that allowed them to convert their forms of consciousness into forms that had the highest potential to inspire the birth of new living beings here on Earth, right? And so upon soul travel to Earth, these conscious forms or souls merged with our soil, water, and air and gave birth to new life forms all through soul intention. Now, this, that's the last one on the list here, but the consciousness transmutation is extremely, at the very least, intriguing, to say the, the least, because of the fact that when you look at people who very much subscribe to the ideologies of lucid dreaming and astral projection, many people have had dreams or experiences in the astral world where they have gone back in time and seen themselves as sort of just beings of consciousness, being one with the universe, and sort of being approached by other entities and being chosen to be designated to a, a human body, right? And this would kind of fall in line with that of the Akashic Records with regards to how in the Akashic Records you can sort of, whether it's through a, an empath or a medium or a psychic or someone who could view it or yourself really, you can sort of see the pa your past lives and your future lives and what you did in your past lives and all that. And so it, it kind of subscribes to the idea of there being different planes and esoteric realms. And once you, your physical body passes away, your soul manifests back into a higher level of ascension. And then at some point, you have the choice of coming back to earth, but you don't remember your past life, all sorts of things like that, right? And that would be interesting to see if someone can remember their past lives. But anyways... Then we have pre-19th century theories, right? We have Darwin's theory, right? Then we have the Thomas Henry Huxley theory. And then we have modern theories, right? So then we have something that at least modern humans and scientists have been able to trace back. We have someone by the name of Lucy. So, discovered in 1974 in Ethiopia by paleontologist Donald C. Johansson, Lucy is our most famous ancient human cousin. So, this 
3.2 million-year-old ape was the first homo skeleton ever found, at least by us, and her lineage appears to be that of Australopithecus afarensis, the direct ancestor of modern man. So while Lucy is the most famous hominoid and humanoid, her cousin Ardie, at 4.4 million years old, became the oldest when he was discovered in 1992. Ardie neither resembles a human or a chimpanzee, but he is still an ancestor to both. Right? Artie's skeleton represents the oldest and most complete study of humanoids or hominids, sorry, to date. So while Artie and Lucy were, I guess you could say, celebrating, another hominid, Sahelanthropus tacondisus, Jesus, sorry if I butchered that, was discovered in Chad in 2002 at 7 million years old. Sahi now holds the crown as the oldest of the early hominid species, all of which appear to represent one genus, right? So if our planet was terraformed and then injected with alien DNA as an ambitious experiment, it might be hard to prove given all the holes in each of the above theories, right? I mean, all of them may be at least partially true, but one thing is certain, the earth is regenerative, okay? And I think that to understand our history and our past is extremely complex because the only thing that we know for sure is that some of our DNA is not actually ours. And it's not from, it's not like it's some relative ape's DNA and it's still in, in, in ours and all that. It's not. Something changed along the line or something was bred initially to create this type of evolution, right? I mean, you ask scientists how they can explain evolution and a lot of them can't. You just, you keep, if you keep asking them, why was this? They'll, they'll answer, they'll answer, they'll answer. But once it comes down to the core question, how did this happen or why did this happen? They'll just say, well, that's how it is, right? And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to discredit anyone in the scientific or the academia or STEM community, but it, it's true, right? So given how complex and sometimes fragile the earth is, it's quite remarkable that it continues to renew and restore itself. Right? Its many species, cells, and ecosystems seem to both be flexible and durable. Right? Even humans and our ancient ancestors were successful at regrouping, regenerating, adapting, and re-emerging in new and inspiring forms. And one thing is sure, for sure, planets, creatures, and bacteria will always find a way to survive. If not, then the, it's very difficult to de describe or define life at, at all in the universe, really, to be, to be quite honest with you, right? Which then begs the question, are humans actually aliens on Earth, right? It, I mean, is, is human life on Earth related to extraterrestrials and things like that? I mean, are we descendants of refugees from Mars? Are, are the alien or extraterrestrials that understand our history among us, right? So, let me know what you guys think. Um, it, it's certainly a very interesting episode, and I'm going to be doing another episode on it that follows along the similar lines of this. So stay tuned for that, and we will catch you next time. Peace.